Hello, and welcome to the Timeless Mama podcast. My name is Robbie Biddle. I plan to share some of what I've learned about faith, family, natural living, and homemaking. I'm a Christ follower, wife, and homeschool mom of five, soon to be six children. My prayer is that this podcast would encourage, challenge, and equip you in your family life and home. Over the past 10 years, I have learned a lot about faith, marriage, motherhood, natural living, and general homemaking, cleaning, cooking, running a home, and I am passionate about sharing those things as a form of Titus II ministry. Hello and welcome. Today, I want to share with you the importance of praying for your marriage, as well as some of the prayers that I pray for my own marriage. Many of these are based on scripture. Some of these verses are meant to address our interactions and treatment with fellow believers and not necessarily aimed at our spouse or family, but they are still very relevant and applicable to our interactions with our husband and family. Some notes just to get things started. So these prayers are meant in the context of two believers in a marriage. Um, Certainly, if you are married to an unbeliever, um, they can be modified, and there are many other things that you can also pray for your own marriage in that case. Another thing is that this is in the context of a non-abusive marriage. If you're in an unhealthy situation, if there's any abuse, be it physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, verbal, financial, whatever, please seek out a licensed Christian therapist that is trained um, in trauma and abuse situations that does not hold to a codependency model. Um, I know that Sarah McDougall has some great resources on women looking for safe therapists, um, so I highly recommend checking her out. I will put a link in the show notes for that. So, to why praying for our marriage is so important. First Peter 5, 8 says, Be of sober spirit. Be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. In this verse, we're told that there is an enemy that is seeking, which is an active word, it's not a passive word, to devour and that we must be watchful and alert and sober-minded. Our enemy is very intentional about seeking those he can destroy. So we must be intentional, intentional about watching and praying for our marriage. Over and over in the word, we are told to be alert and watchful. Ephesians 6.18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, With this in view, be on alert with perseverance. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert with an attitude of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.6-8, so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are, are of the day, Let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. 
And we're also told to prepare for battle. You know, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 talks about putting on the armor of God, preparing for battle. Now, putting on armor is not something that just happens. Armor doesn't magically fall on you. Putting on armor is an intentional act. It takes intention to strap on shoes, breastplate, um, you know, to put on a belt, a helmet. These are intentional things that we must be mindful to do. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action, keep sober in the spirit, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, you don't have to look very far these days to see that marriage is under attack. Um, I think one of the major reasons for that is because Satan knows that to get at the church, to really be able to dismantle it, it is much easier to break individual families. Um, we live in a day and age where everything is supposed to make us happy. Um, and a lot of times we quote unquote, we'll hear that people, you know, fall out of love or, you know, the warm fuzzies are gone. There's no romance. They're not being fulfilled in their marriage. And I think a lot of times that we are not putting in the work that a marriage requires. Um, and again, this is not the context of an abusive marriage. You should Marriage should not make you absolutely miserable if you and your spouse are working together to build a relationship. And that's what it really takes is um, intentionality to build a relationship. Um, I like to think about um, God's three answers to prayer. Um, you know, yes, I was just waiting for you to ask. I think of how a mom, as a mom, I anticipate my children's needs and desires. When they go out to play, I prepare water bottles and snacks because I know they will come in hungry. So when they come back in and ask for them, I tell them, yes, I was just waiting for you to ask. So when we come before God and admit our needs, our shortcomings, it's admitting that we cannot do it on our own. God is all-knowing. It's not like these requests are taking him by surprise. He's just waiting for us to ask. Um, the second answer is, of course, no. That is not in my plan for you. I have something else in mind. And his third answer is probably the hardest to take. That is, wait, it is not my timing for this. But there's so much growth to be done in the waiting. It forces us to flex and push our muscles of faith to their breaking points, just as we do our physical muscles when we want to build them. When a butterfly emerges from its cocoon, it struggles through a small opening. Now you can help this butterfly by trying to cut the cocoon but in the end, it harms the butterfly because as the butterfly is squeezing through that tiny opening that it's meant to, it forces blood into its wings so that it can fly. If you remove that process, it makes it impossible for the butterfly to survive and thrive as it should. 
sometimes there are lessons to be learned and refining to be done in the waiting. Um, I had some an answers to prayer beginning a few years ago um, that I had prayed for for like six years to happen and it is still a process. But I have grown a lot in my faith and my reliance on the Lord in that waiting time. Um, again, this is not abusive. This is not um, an unsafe situation. This is just maybe it's lost its luster. Some ways that I pray for our marriage. Um, so getting down to the things that I actually pray over our marriage. Um, one is that my husband, my spouse, will not become an idol. You know, an idol is anything, even good, God-given things, that take God's place. Are we looking to our husbands to fill our needs, to fill our cup instead of God? Are we looking to find our identity from our husbands? Are we looking for him to be our ultimate peace and comfort? Are we more worried about what our husband thinks than what God thinks? Are we motivated to please serve our husbands more than the Lord? And some verses um, that I had to go with this were Matthew 6, 33, Psalm 46, 10, and Psalm 119, 2. Praying for your marriage to be centered on and in Christ. Um, if a piece on a potter's wheel is off-center, or the potter loses the center during making the piece, the piece will just collapse. Another illustration is that of a plumb line. A plumb line is a line with a weight on the end that a builder will use to make sure that things are square and level. If you're not a if you're not building according to that plumb line, your building will lack structural integrity just as the pottery piece will collapse. And some verses that I had to go along with this are Matthew 6, 33, Colossians 2, 6 through 7, and Proverbs 16, 3. Um, another prayer that I have is that we would each individually grow closer to the Lord. Um, there's the illustration of a triangle where you have God at the top and you have a husband and a wife on either side at the bottom. As both the husband and wife are growing closer to the Lord on their own, moving up the triangle, they're also growing closer to one another. Unity of mind with your spouse. That's very important. Scripture is full about ver of verses about the importance of unity in the body of Christ and a marriage is no exception. Verses that talk about the unity of mind in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.10, Philippians 2.2, 2, Psalm 133, verse 1, Ephesians 4, verses 3-6, through 6, 1 Peter 3.8. Um, something else that I pray is that we would not grow weary in, weary in doing good. Sometimes doing the right thing is hard, and it can be tiring. Marriages, parenting, as well as any other ministry, takes a lot of work. If it's emotional, mental, physical, 
anything worthwhile usually takes a lot of work. Um, and it can get draining if we allow it, if we are not constantly plugged into the source and seeking connection with the Lord and doing it as an overflow of our relationship with him, as opposed to just doing it because it has to be done or it should be done. Uh, so verses that I had for this one were Galatians 6, 9 and Colossians 3 verses 23 and 24. That our marriage would be used for ministry. Um, there are many ways that your marriage can be used for ministry. You can you know, come alongside a younger couple. Um, you can reach out and be parts of ministries. Um, but just pray that God would, I pray that God would open our eyes to opportunities that he gives us and gives us the words to say to make the most of those opportunities. And the verses that I had for this were Colossians 4, verses 2 through 5. Verses that talk about the unity of mind in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.10, Philippians 2.2, 2, Psalm 133, verse 1, Ephesians 4, verses 3 through 6, 1 Peter 3.8. Um, something else that I pray is that we would not grow weary in weary in doing good. Sometimes doing the right thing is hard and it can be tiring. Marriages, parenting, as well as any other ministry takes a lot of work. If it's emotional, mental, physical, anything worthwhile usually takes a lot of work. Um, and it can get draining if we allow it, if we are not constantly plugged into the source and seeking connection with the Lord and doing it as an overflow of our relationship with him, as opposed to just doing it because it has to be done or it should be done. Uh, so verses that I had for this one were Galatians 6, 9 and Colossians 3 verses 23 and 24. That our marriage would be used for ministry. Um, there are many ways that your marriage can be used for ministry. You can you know, come alongside a younger couple. Um, you can reach out and be parts of ministries. Um, but just pray that God would, I pray that God would open our eyes to opportunities that he gives us and gives us the words to say to make the most of those opportunities. And the verses that I had for this were Colossians 4, verses 2 through 5. I pray that we would be pictures of God's love to one another and that our love would be fervent. Um, we are also setting the example of what a Christian marriage should look like for our children and what is acceptable behavior and how we should love one another in that relationship. Verses that I had for this one were 1 Peter 4, 8 and 1 Corinthians 13. Um, an exercise that I like to do periodically is reading 1 Corinthians 13, and I substitute the word love with my name, Robbie. Um, and as I'm reading, Robbie is patient, Robbie is kind. You know, it really gives you perspective on where you come up short. And I pray that the Lord would strengthen me in the areas that I am weak and that I would rely on him more in those areas. Um, I pray that we would live righteously and justly, that we would set the example, that we would be 
a peculiar people um, to those around us, that we would have something different. Um, verses for that are Proverbs 21, 2 through 3, 1 John 3, 10, 1 Peter 2, verses 9 through 12, and Micah 6, 8. Um, I pray that the Lord would build our house and community. Um, Psalm 127, 1. You know, if the Lord is not building our home, if our foundation is not on Him, and we are not allowing Him to refine us and build us up, um, it's not going to work. It will be a house that crumples very easily. Um, it will not withstand pressures from the outside. And uh, we're also very we were meant for community, um, you know, and there's introverts and there's extroverts, but overall we are meant to be in a body of believers because in that body, we sharpen one another. We challenge each other. We spur one another on to growth in the Lord. And so that's very important. Pray that we would seek him with our whole hearts. Um, you know, Everybody likes to read Jeremiah 29, 11, but if you skip down a couple of verses to Jeremiah 29, 13, you know, the Lord says that he will be found when we seek him with our whole heart. You know, seeking is an active word. It is something that you have to do intentionally. And that we would take off our old self and put on the new self. When we come to Christ, we are a new creation. We are His. There is refining that He does once we come to Him, almost like the dead layers of an onion being pulled off before it is used. And Scripture uses the metaphor of taking off the old and putting on the new several times. A couple of those Scriptures are Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14, and Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. I pray that our ways would be pleasing to the Lord, Proverbs 16, 7. I pray that we would have clear communication and encouragement in our marriage. Clear communication is huge. Um, so many conflicts arise from miscommunications where one spouse says one thing and means it, one way and another and the other spouse hears it in a totally different light because of experience or because of just how it hits them and so it's very important you know if you know somebody says something that rubs you wrong to just you know i don't know if you meant it to come off like this but it came off like this is that how you meant it let's let's be clear let's talk about what you actually meant here um and encouragement is huge. Um, I think it's recommended in the workplace that you have, like, I think it's five to one, five positive comments to one negative. Um, and it's so true how words are like water. They will drip, 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 and they can wear you down. Um, but we are told to build one another up. You know, the word is full of references 
to the power of the tongue and the importance of understanding and building one another up. Um, to verses, James 1.19, Ephesians 4.29, Proverbs 15, verses 1, 4, and 28, Psalm 141, verse 3, Colossians 4.6, Proverbs 12.18, Psalm 19, verse 14, Proverbs 18, verses 2 and 21, Ephesians 4.15, Colossians 3.8, Matthew 15, verses 18 and 19, Matthew 12, verse 36, Proverbs 16.24, Proverbs 17.27, Proverbs 21.23. Um, another prayer is that we would sharpen and build one another up as a body of Christ. We are to hold one another accountable, correcting and helping one another grow in our walks. Marriages are within the body of Christ and should be a place of accountability and growth and spurring one another on in that growth and challenging one another to grow in the Lord. Um, some verses, Tw uh, Proverbs 27, 17, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, Hebrews 10, 24, Ephesians 4, 29, Galatians 6, 1, Luke 17, 3. Um, praying that our marriage would be strong in emotional and spiritual intimacy, not just physical intimacy. Um, most focus on intimacy in Christian marriages, um, is on the physical side. It's, and, you know, there's a whole other episode about how, um, that is so messed up. Um, but emotional and spiritual intimacy are just as important for both husband and wife as physical intimacy. And um, some verses for this are Romans 12, 15, Galatians 6, 2, Ephesians 4, 32, 1 Peter 3, 8, Colossians 3, 22. Um, you know, that we would not be anxious about anything, but take everything to the Lord in prayer and just lay it at his feet. Because it's when we lay it at his feet, when we surrender, um, the right to worry or you know, we just say, Hey God, you know, I have all this on my mind, you know, and just lay it out before him. He really gives us that sense of peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, and of course this verse is uh, Philippians four, six through seven. I pray that our, our minds would be renewed and that we would have a correct worldview. Um, having a worldview and the way your mind is oriented changes so much. And of course, Romans um, 12, 2 talks about renewing our minds so that we can test, you know, what is good and what is um, of the Lord. Um, Ephesians 1, 18. Um, and uh, in the movie, National Treasure, 
there is a scene in which the characters find a pair of spectacles that allow them to see a hidden map, depending on the lenses that they used on them. And um, when Ephesians, the verse in Ephesians above, talks about um, the eyes of our hearts being enlightened, that's what I think of when I um, hear that verse. I think of, you know, may we have the correct lenses on our hearts. Um, and Ephesians 5.18 talks about, you know, not being drunk on in wine, but being drunk in the spirit. And I, it's a powerful illustration because when you're drunk, it affects everything. It affects our speech. It affects how we see things. It affects our thought process, um, how we physically conduct ourselves. It affects everything. You know, and we are told that we are to be drunk in the spirit. The spirit should be affecting everything about us. You know, we're told to be drunk and to be full to the brim with the Holy Spirit. Um, because in that verse, that's what to be drunk means. It means to be full to the brim with the Holy Spirit. And if there's if we are that full of the Holy Spirit, there's not going to be room for things that are not of the Spirit. <sighs> okay, um, I pray that we would have godly wisdom. Um, you know, First Corinthians three eighteen through twenty. You know, the Bible makes it clear that the Lord's wisdom is not like the wisdom of this world. You know, God called Abraham to leave his home, leave his family and go to a place unknown. That doesn't make sense. The Bible is full of stories that don't make sense, but people were obedient to the Lord and he blessed that. So, you know, sometimes we feel God tagging us in a direction that doesn't make sense and shouldn't make sense according to the word. But we just need to step out in faith and that we would um, be attuned to that godly wisdom. I pray that we would walk by the Spirit and that the fruit of the Spirit would be evident in our lives. Um, Galatians 5, 16, and then 22 through 25. You know, being led in the Spirit is important. But especially in marriage and parenting, if we do not possess the fruit of the Spirit or allow God to work the fruit of the Spirit in our lives in these situations, if we are not gentle or patient or loving or kind, you know, with our children, with our spouse, you know, we're a hypocrite. Because we are called to have those qualities in us. And it doesn't say at home or when you're out or among non-believers. It just says we should have those qualities. We should allow the Spirit to work those in our lives. Um, Pray that God would open our eyes to understand His Word. You know, um, Psalm 119 is full of verses about it, but some that I... Uh, have highlighted in my Bible 
and I really pray often are Psalm 119.18, Psalm 119.27, and then verses 33 through 35 as well. Because understanding the Lord's word is so important to our walk with the Lord and with one another. And as I shared before, one affects the other. When our walk with the Lord is strong, when we are pursuing the Lord together, it um, brings us together on a level that, um, you know, it's different than what the world has. Um, let's see. That we would delight in the word of the Lord. You know, and again, Psalm 119, you know, to truly delight in the word of the Lord and to just hunger for it and to spend time um, both individually and um, together in the word. Um, and uh, Isaiah 26, 3 through 4, um, I pray that we would be steadfast in our trust of the Lord. Um, because, you know, no matter what's going on in our life, um, God is our constant. He is the one worthy of our trust, worthy of our praise. Um, so trusting in him is um, so important. Um, that we would walk in the light. And again, this is kind of going along with earlier being peculiar. Mm -hmm. But First um, John 1, verses 6 and 7, and then verses... Um, see hmm. my notes are a little mixed up here um and then two um first john two three through six um ephesians five eight through ten and then fifteen through sixteen psalm eighty nine fifteen john eight twelve and then twelve thirty five through thirty six and Colossians 1, 10. Um, I pray that we would focus on the good in one another. Um, my pastor, Dave Ricky, has said that not even the best spouse in the world could ever withstand a constant spotlight on their flaws. Um, you know, if we are constantly only focused on the negative, what they don't do, what they didn't do, and not on their positive attributes or um, what they do do, um, you know, they're going to wither, you know, because that's all we talk about. Um, and again, this is not an abusive relationship that we're talking about. This is just marriage is hard. Um, you know, two flawed humans are married. That's um, not abusive. Um, but the verses that go along with this are Philippians 4, 8 and 1 Corinthians 13, 7. You know, it's about believing and hoping all things. It's about giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, seeing your spouse as having a hard time, not trying to give you a hard time. You know, if that is your overall characteristic attitude, and that's not to say that you can't call out wrong behavior, but overall, 
this will save a lot of issues. Um, clear communication is important again. We do need to address ungodly behavior with our spouse and should not just take any type of abuse. But, excluding those cases, um, focusing on the good is very important. Praying for your marriage intentionally is so important. We must be intentional about our faith, our marriages, and our family. Because if we're not intentionally putting forth effort, they'll suffer just as an unattended garden would. Sure, it may haphazardly grow a few things, but it will not bear the fruit or flourish as it would if it was intentionally cared for and nurtured. So, my question today is, are you intentionally praying for your marriage regularly? What are some of the prayers that you have for your marriage? I'd love to hear about it. Please connect with me over on Instagram or Facebook. And I will talk to you later. Bye.